This is the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop host, Stephanie, joined by our resident DJ, P-Lo. Hey, Stephanie. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Doing great. So today, we're going to let you know whether Sunmi's heroine is Daebak or not. But before we get to Sunmi, we'll introduce you to this week's hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend you play on repeat or replay for the week. So what's making you hit replay, Steph? Well, I was looking at the new releases this week, and one in particular caught my ear. This is Cassie's I Want to Be Loved. And the first thing I noticed was the really lovely vocals. She has a great voice. And then I also noticed that she doesn't have the usual K-pop idol look. I don't want to, you know, insult, but she doesn't have the traditional, like, cute secret. You know what I'm trying to say. So I thought, did she come through one of those audition shows or something? Is she like a normal person? So I start looking her up and what do you know? She came through none other than Unpretty Rap Star 2016. So she can rap too. She can rap and sing. She's cute. So yeah, Cassie, I Want to Be Loved is my hit replay this week. lot of great talent coming out of that show indeed indeed so how about you what's making you hit replay pilo it's chung ha and her song roller coaster and unfortunately the concept for that music video was really trying to be too many things at once and frankly never succeeded in any one of those things but if you can like close your eyes the song itself was a hella fun ride okay peter your bias is showing i feel like <laughs> every time chung ha releases a song without fail it well, is your hit replay for well, the week am i wrong well hang on hang on hang on i've only put her on hit replay one other time for her song why don't you know are you sure well, i don't know we I also think... had her for our year end 2017 uh, and I, I was trying to get her in the top 10 i think oh right okay yeah. i might have yeah. remembered that but still i think <laughs> We're going to hear a lot more of Chung Ha through Peter on this show. So, <laughs> just a funny, funny thing. Peter, I don't even need to follow Chung Ha's career anymore because you are going to keep me updated with like to the minute, <laughs> to the minute like launch reports about when her new songs come out. I'm just saying, you're obsessed. Well, speaking of biases, it's my other bias of K pop. And we're, of course, talking about Sun Me and her song, Heroin. Hey, yeah, yeah. I go get a door, but it's too 
So if you haven't seen it yet, what happens in this music video? Well, I really loved this video. I've watched it a few times and I see something new each time I watch it. The visuals are stunning. Let me just say, yeah. it's, it's just so well done. It's cinematic quality. So it opens up. We see Sunmi in a, an old car. This is the same car that we see drive by the diner in Gashina. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. tie-ins, tie-ins. Right, right. So she gets out of the car and she's wearing this glamorous, flowy blue gown. And the backdrop is not your usual seizure-inducing rainbow <laughs> bubblegum. <laughs> Rather, it's kind of uh, drab or dull and like bright white almost. Yeah, it's like you're on the photo shoot for like an editorial photo shoot for like W or Vogue magazine. Yeah, yeah, W or Vogue. Yeah, it has a very sophisticated vibe to it with the gown, with the backdrop, the color scheme. I really am intrigued and pulled in by that beginning. But then, you know, it is a K-pop video. So a few seconds later, we hit you, bam, with those rainbow colors (laughs) but done in a really artful way I think basically after she gets out of the car she does a few dance moves with her her boyfriend her love interest in the video and the lyrics are talking about how uh, how bad the relationship is going and her rationalizing in her head why the guy is behaving that way and the choreo really illustrates that so I think the concept and the lyrics tie in nicely here so throughout the video we see her actually moving across a number of different stages or sets as if she's performing in a musical or a play right she is wearing really sophisticated modern gowns and dance outfits and she's just moving through all of these colors and flowers flowers in particular because it relates back to one of the back drops we saw a, a big theme actually in the Gashina video so tying those two together with the flowers was a really good move I think another thing that ties the video together in the story is uh, billboards there's a billboard that fills in uh, with more content with more images as the video goes on first we see just the frame of the billboard then about a minute later we see her face on the billboard and then finally at the end we see it all filled in with the message the show must go on If you can't already tell by my description, I'm a big fan of this video. The concept hits it out of the park for me. It relates back to the lyrics. I'm a big fan. One of our listeners, Jen Nay, said that she loved this. She loved the colors. But she still has a radiating star power quality that just makes you want to watch her. She makes it look so effortless, I think, in this concept. Can I just put in a plug for Sunmi's... Garnier Fructis commercial shampoo hair. <laughs> it is voluminous. It is shiny. It is everywhere. I can't take my eyes off of her hair. Yeah, that's right. It's and amazing. it's so funny because like so often in K-pop, we see K-pop stars with different colors. And quite candidly speaking, like CL from 21 and her hair is so damaged from all the, the bleaching mm. in her hair over the years. But in this case, yeah. it's just a natural black. And that's why I think it looks so healthy and natural on her. I think that lends itself to the the maturity and the sophistication too going back to that natural black yeah as well. right right so diving like right into the message and the theory behind this music video the label actually came out and directly said that you know what this is a prequel but honestly like the better way to enjoy this music video in my opinion is just to view it as a continuation and evolution of that character who we saw in Gashina. So I, th- I think it's better as a continuation of a single person rather than this serving as the inspiration for the Gashina character. Our favorite K-pop theorist, K-pop junkie, 
how much of that? You know what? This is all about a lopsided relationship toward a lover who doesn't give back. K-pop junkie said that she no longer dances for an audience. She has the strength to walk alone. And we see this right at the end where the billboard falls. And we see that although she's still broken and complete, she doesn't stop dancing for herself. Yeah, I'm a fan of the theory. Mm -hmm. There's one scene in the video that really surprised me. It's when she is running at full speed towards the billboard and she leaps through the rain. And I I almost thought she's going to do one of those superhuman K-pop like Superman jumps, <laughs> just doing something crazy like twice would. But no, she actually falls flat on her face, like That's total right. face plant yeah. in the rain. Yeah. And yeah. And it, <laughs> it just stuck out to me. Totally. It definitely stood out to me as well. I, I think that face plant, I mean, even though it's, you know, the small minor thing, maybe not minor, but it was this, you know, quick moment in the music video, it shows that she's vulnerable. Just like we all are. There's humanity in that struggle. And yet, despite all that, she's still sexy and still confident in throughout the, the music video. I wonder how many takes it took to film that scene. <laughs> no, that no, fall wasn't... Not epic enough. Not epic enough. Fall again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I think she's standing tall as a symbol of resilience and independence. Yeah. I want to call out some of our listener feedback. We, earlier, we tweeted to our followers, what did you think of this music video? And Twitter user, a lonely tortoise, or Tor, I believe as she goes by on Twitter, said that, I love the message of getting back up no matter what happens. And K-pop junkies theory made me realize, or made me like the concept even more. The song itself grows on me each time I listen. And I think it's a good prequel to Gashina though not as strong as Gashina was. So what, what did you think? Would you agree with Tor or a lonely tortoise? <laughs> lonely tortoise. I love that Twitter name. Yeah, I totally agree. And K-pop junkies theory makes me like the concept more too. The song is growing on me. I've only listened to it a couple times. We're going to talk more about the audio later, but I love the tie-ins and the Easter eggs between Gashina and heroin. And speaking of heroin, the title of the song, wanted to bring up more listener feedback. Janae, hey girl, what's up Janae? She said, you know, in parentheses of her last tweet, the translated lyrics don't seem very heroiny though, <laughs> um, because the guy's the hero in the lyrics, huh? What's happening there? That's a great question, great comment. So a lot of the lyrics refer to Sunmi saying, our relationship, her and the guy, was a drama, like a K-drama, just made for us, and you were always the hero. So I think she's describing the narrative of their relationship in the past, but then she's breaking out of that That's right. and telling a new story where she is the heroine of her own exactly. life. Exactly. We're changing the spotlight here, because when I was with you, it wasn't healthy, because only you were getting that spotlight. But now, I can become the heroine. Yeah. We talked earlier about how she goes through all these different like Broadway, you know, musical settings. And it's like a Vogue W magazine like photo shoot in a lot of those instances. So we're seeing her being like really strong and sexy and independent. But at the same time we see her doing like really dorky <laughs> like yeah. you know silly goofy things just to show that I think you know she's being herself and it provides some multi-dimensionality to a unidimensional k-pop universe right because so often like in k-pop we see a lot of idols who are like I am strictly Aegyo or I am strictly hoochie sexy right this is like <laughs> I can be all Hoochie. those things and I can be vulnerable and I can come overcome 
that weakness to become these strong things. Watching the dance, it's all modern at the beginning. It gets serious, and then we see her transform into that nerdy spunk. That's, you know, fun. It's relatable. It's her being goofy and silly. And then we see that, I think, really conceptually as well with her dancing. And for the chorus, you know, it wouldn't be K-pop if we didn't have those key point dance moments um, with her backup dances. And I think, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's something that, you know, we can all easily recreate. So the message definitely carries through in the choreography. Is it technically difficult to dance to? No, not really, just like Ashina. But honestly, that's not really the point. I mean, it's all about conveying that message. And you don't always have to do that with a, with a hard or technically difficult dance. True. I, I think that the the choreo that she does in the chorus is wildly different from, you know, for example, the partner the partner right, dance right. she does yeah. and the the more modern contemporary moves she does in the beginning. So she's showcasing a lot of different styles here in this video and, and maybe it matches with all of the different thoughts she's having about the relationship and how multidimensional she is as a as a heroine. Yeah, no, I think it's exactly that, Stephanie. I absolutely agree. I think that that's exactly why they choreographed it in that way. I will say, though, that watching this on the different live performances, that presents somewhat of a challenge because in the music video, we see her going through all those different costume changes, right? And the backdrop matches it in each sort of like costume change that she goes through. When she's doing a live performance, she, <laughs> she doesn't get more than one costume change. You know, she. so we see her in like one of the costumes that we see, um, you know, in the music video. And uh, she ha- just has to dance to that. But but still, I, I think the, the choreography does sell it and shows that evolution. Yes. This thought just came to me, but a few months ago, I saw Solange perform live in concert. And I think Solange dances in the same way and she's vulnerable in the same way. Of course, she's super hot and powerful and confident, <laughs> yeah, but she right. has this vulnerability and this dorkiness to her movement. She's flailing her arms around and waving her hair around uh, in a way that's so relatable. The audience just loved that show. And so I think the same uh, kind of vibe is is being channeled in, in Sunmi's heroine. Right, right. And I think, you know, it's that weakness in redemption you know, this concept of like, okay, you fall and the show must, show must go on and you triumph. That's something that is so relatable. Like you, that it's like a, it's like an archetype. It's a formula for so many movies, right? Because it makes you connect with that character. And for me, I am so connecting with Sunmi. <laughs> you <laughs> I can know, tell. with that message. So that, that's why I just really yeah, love Tell us concept. how you really feel. Well, yeah, I, I think that's that's just why I'm really connecting with the message and in, in the concept of uh, Sunmi's heroine. I mean, I get what, you know, a lonely tortoise or tour is saying that it's good and it's a really good follow up to Gashina. It, it follows that same kind of sub theme, but it, it, maybe Gashina was a better musical hook. So on, on that note, shall we move on to the, the audio? I just want to spotlight one tweet by... Um, Tennessee Appeal, or Stephen Knight of the K-Pop Unmuted podcast, who tweeted out a saying that he loved the drama in this concept. He loved Sunmi's character. He gave it three pluses. <laughs> <laughs> but um, moving on to the actual audio parts of it, he said that, you know, Sunmi had these whispery, sultry vocals, an anthemic chorus, a massive reverbery soundscape, and really nice bassy tuba synths and i think that's a really Mm. good way to describe in terms of like the song itself 
in terms wow. of like, you know, what we're getting in, in the audio. Yeah, I could not have described it better myself. The an- It was definitely an anthem to me. Right. Uh, I mean, it feels like when she's singing, she has a chorus behind her. Um, and then the, the, re- the reverb that Stephen mentioned is that's what, that's what I was trying to put my finger on when I was thinking about it. Describe the song. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. There's a big sound. That reverbery soundscape. I mean, that may be going to what the label was trying to say earlier about being a frozen flower. You're kind of isolated. You're alone. Um, and while you're alone, you know, you're independent, you triumph, but it's, it's this cold environment that she's going through by herself. And that provides a really good backdrop for, you know, providing that anthem, right? When she does go into the chorus. When we talk about the audio, is it as catchy as Gashina? No, unfortunately not. I mean, in terms of like the hook and the catchiness, it's not there. But it's that message that triumphs for me that sort of makes up for it. And you hear that, I think, in the song, in the in the more audio qualities. Yeah, I think so, too. I've, I've always been a big fan of Sunmi's vocals, and they do shine here. I think they get an opportunity to, I mean, it's, it sounds like she's almost singing to us from a huge stadium or something, right? Right, right. So they really just showcase what she can do. She's She has the sultry, whispery parts, but then she goes up to show off her power as well. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. I, I did ask, um, just because I was trying to hunt for more meaning on this, um, I did ask our other audio music composition expert Rodri Rodri and Rodri actually gave it a good look and he you know he said like look you know Peter I look at it and uh you know there's nothing particularly sophisticated (laughs) or uh you know interesting in terms of how you know the it's structured composition song wise um not that it needs to I mean I think you know we're feeling that triumph in that anthem but it's not anything new it's not a new formula for music yep okay in terms of the concept how would you rate this song one to five i think the concept is fantastic fantastic elastic fantastic elastic ring ding dong okay (laughs) oh shiny (laughs) anyways i loved the concept i'm gonna bump it up to 4.4 okay I'm going to give it a little higher than you, 4.5. I think Ooh. it's really there. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's definitely close to becoming a five. Um, yeah, it's up there. I don't know. I think maybe there was just something I was expecting. What is it missing? You know what? Um, this is like... Because I'll, I'll be honest. I just think I'm scared to ever give something a five. Well, I, I'm not <laughs> scared to give something a five, but I think... Okay, so I know we're supposed to just rate this strictly in terms of the concept, right? Strictly in terms of the message, the choreography, all those things, right? Sure. It comes really close to becoming a five. But here's yeah. here's where I cheat because a lot of times what helps influence the concept is sometimes how the music complements that concept mm. and adds to it, right? Sure. And so when I, I will refer to another five, so BTS's Spring Day, mm-hmm. you felt that painful melancholy in the audio and how that really strongly directly complemented the message and the concept and that's what makes me give it a five in this case yes the audio does complement that message and that concept but not as well as bts so that's why i'm just stopping short maybe at a 4.5 interesting yeah cool i buy it okay so what about the audio itself the song yeah the audio is not a home run for me 
but it's not bad. So I'm going to give it a 3.3. Yeah, it's a solid three for me. So I'm rating it just a little lower than you. Um, I mean, it it meets all the bars for what we need and expect for K-pop production. I mean, what would so blow this out of the park is if it was that same sort of style as Gashina. Yeah. Or if it had the same sort of catchiness of, of Gashina. So I, I really wish it had that because that would, I think, bring Sunmi to like a new level, like a new plateau of stardom, right. you know? And this is still a very good follow-up to Gashina, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, like, I think that concept, that message, that spirit <laughs> that we get from her, it's not too tried. It's not too direct of a copy, but it doesn't take me to the next level by having a less catchy song, unfortunately. And yeah. we, we're into K-pop a lot of times because we want that lowbrow um, <laughs> catchiness, honestly. Right. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe her next single will have that. And maybe it'll be a completely different concept. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe the, the third iteration of the, the breakup oh, independent the woman chapter. story. Yeah. yeah. I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, a big part of like, you know, the feminist wave, right, is that you don't need a guy, you know, to do all these things. Nope. You are independent. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. <laughs> yeah. That, there we go. The say the movement is all about that. And yes. this song is all about that independence. Same vibe. The conflict and the plot device was breaking up with a guy. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if like a good third chapter might involve a guy in some way. I don't know. Or a girl. Maybe that would be. <gasps> or a girl. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, you know, just maybe, I don't know, providing like a third chapter. Yes. Just that meets the same plot device. I'm not saying that there needs to be a guy just to, you know, facilitate and provide meaning. No, that's not necessary. Right. But it's just completing the, the chapter of the plot is all I'm saying. We'll see. Okay. But what, I mean, now that these songs are out, I think this really says something about Sunmi's career. Mm-hmm. I will say that she shines a hell of a lot more in this and Gashina than she ever did when she was part of the uh, the wonderful gals or the wonder girls. <laughs> wonderful gals. <laughs> the wonderfuls. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a chance for her to finally showcase her personality, right? Because when you're, when you're with a group, you, you get less of that spotlight. And you have to, I think, as a group, just given group dynamics, you tend to fall more into a unidimensional concept or image just so that it can complement the group as a whole, right? Yep. So yeah. this is a chance for her to really break out and show her personality. I totally agree. And since the time that she was in Wonder Girls, I was always a fan of her personality. She was always pretty fun and dorky. Uh, but now seeing her on her own, she just gets to shine and like truly be herself and not put herself in the back of the other members. It's great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And and just one thing I want to drop in. She wasn't always that front girl in the Wonder Girls, right? Never I mean, she was, was in and Never out was. of the group a few times. And in this music video, we see her on the billboard. And it starts off with just showing the frame, you know, the skeleton of it. And at that bridge, you know, we see her front and center. And then at the end, we still see the skeleton showing that she's still weak. <laughs> Not that she's weak, eh, but that she's, you know, got human. that, you know. Yeah, exactly. That she's human. Right. So we all have our our challenges and our failures, but we do overcome them. Here, here. So, I mean, now that she's older, she doesn't have to act young or aegyo, 
right? Yeah. I mean, like she's actually acting age appropriate, which is something I always ask, especially for girl <laughs> groups, that you act age appropriate. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. All right. So with all of that, we've talked about the concept, the audio, and now there's only one question left. Is Sun Mi's heroine Daybok or not? All right, Peter, what do you think? Oh, well, if it wasn't already obvious, it's Daybok. Daybok. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Daybok. And I, I want to go back and watch it again right after this. Yeah, that's Woo. right. Keep watching it on replay, on repeat. Make it your hit replay. <laughs> Next to Chun Ha. Chun Ha. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, wrapping it up, we had some listener feedback from our last k-pop cast episode so my girl janae i see you <laughs> she reached out to us again and uh let us know that a very special debut single hit the waves this past week we're talking about holland's single neverland and this is special because holland is possibly the first openly gay k-pop idol who's just like out from the beginning and even features a gay relationship in his music video. There's even a gay kiss. I mean, sorry to spoil it, but this is huge, you yeah, guys. Culturally like speaking. never before seen in the Korean mainstream media. And the videos, I think, wrapped up a couple a couple million views right now. And uh, I find the song pretty cute. And I'm just so proud that this is finally happening. Mm-hmm. Just the significance of it. It's, it's really important. Um, the Janae asked us what our thoughts are on the song. Yeah. If we're just taking the song itself, I would say, eh, it's not a super strong debut. But I think that is just completely overshadowed by the significance, historical significance of what it means. Yeah, and I think, you know, it might be something worthy of a topic for a standalone episode in the future. But I agree, I concur. Like, it, culturally speaking, this is pop culture influencing culture right it's influencing mainstream society mainly in south korea right and what that means for that environment and providing that cultural acceptance that precedent is important so last week on the k-pop cast we reviewed infinite's tell me and we asked our listeners did it succeed as a comeback and of course jen nay tweeted us saying i've heard more about this song from k-pop dance youtubers then actually heard the song. She can't remember it now, Ooh. so its staying power is weak. And yes, as you heard weak. on our last episode, weak sauce. We, we, in all caps. I think a lot of us agree with you, Jenny. I don't remember it at all either. So wrapping it up, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Listen to K-pop. Listen to K-pop podcasts and tell your friends to listen to K-pop and K-pop podcasts. It's a good activity to listen to while you're cooking, doing laundry, while you're driving. At all times. Yes. Basically, listen to K-pop all the time like we do. (laughs) And signing out, why don't you let people know where we can find you online and which Sunmi is your breakup spirit animal? Are you more like Gashina or like heroin? I really need to know, Peter. Yeah. So I'm going to cheat, Stephanie, and I will say both of them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You can follow me at DJ Peter Lowe. I would have to say my Sunmi spirit animal is both as well, but I probably start more in the heroin camp. I'm justifying, I'm reflecting, I'm forgiving. And then as time goes by, I'm like, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. I didn't deserve that. (laughs) Screw that guy. (laughs) Right, right. 
<laughs> so uh, I just love how raw uh, the Sunmi videos, both of them, how, how raw they are and how they illustrate feelings that we've all had at some point. All right. And you can follow me as always on Twitter at sparker2. You can find me, your junior editor, Michaela, at Michaela J Kpop on Twitter. And don't forget to follow us at the Kpopcast on Twitter. We'll catch you all next week. See you later. Bye bye. Oh.